The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Lord, please, Lord, rescue us from all these idiots. It's like wall to wall. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus, for my salvation, for your word, for your spirit, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace, for going and preparing a place for us. Because this place, Lord, is a train wreck. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. And uh, I have, like, idiot news everywhere. And then, of course, not much going on in the world of banking, right? We talked to David Fisher last week about what's going to happen with Credit Suisse after <laughs> after the... Uh, Silicon Valley Bank train wreck and a couple others. And then Credit Suisse over the weekend, that blew up. So uh, we've got major banking issues that could cause a crisis, which is going to drive us. But, you know, thank you, Lord, that there is another God in the in the mix. There's another savior that's going to take care of us as the banking system collapses eventually. And that savior is none other than the U.S. government. Thank you, Lord. And I suppose thank you, uh, Uncle Sam. So we'll talk to David in the fourth segment today because that's just a unfolding train wreck. I, I was uh, – I, I – I try. I, I got to be careful with how often I listen to Glenn Beck, especially when there's things like this going on because he's talking about, I told my wife we got to go to Costco and they went and bought a ton of food. He's already got a bunch of food supplies and he's got his ranch up there, wherever that is, and his farm. And it's just, I mean, he's a catastrophist, unfortunately, because of his allegiance to Mormon, the Mormon church and Mormon theology. I, I don't actually think he has the joy of the Lord uh, until he... Uh, calls out the Mormon church for what it is. I'm always going to doubt that he's actually saved. And so there's that. So I was listening to that this morning and just going, oh, oh, trying to grade papers. What papers are you grading, Steve? I'm so glad you asked. So Noble U, uh, which is the teaching side of my life, which is incredible. I love it. I just thank God for it all the time. And uh, that's uh, we're ramping that up. I'm heading down to South Carolina next weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for a big homeschool convention where I'm Going to be talking to uh, parents and students. I'm doing a little speaking and trying to get people interested in Noble U. Noble U, like the letter U. NobleUschool.com is the website. Uh, and I'm going to have all four classes online this coming fall. So my civics class, these are 8th to 12th graders. Civics, and then you can audit them if you want and just get access to the videos. Next, The class I'm teaching in the fall is not the same class I taught this past fall because guess what? The news changes. And I teach a class, as you would expect me to, incorporating news of the day, breaking news, everything going on right now, which is really an awesome tool to be able to bring all that stuff alive, make it relevant. And these students are like, wow, this stuff actually matters. It's actually going on right now. So U.S. history uh, civics, Christian ethics, and then adding world history. I just love it. It's an incredible opportunity to teach accurate 
history and the other subjects, as well as inculcating all of that with a biblical worldview, as well as discipleship. It's really awesome. So if you have uh, students or, or grandson or granddaughter in that realm, 8th to 12th grade, even if they're in public school, probably even more if they're in, than if they're in uh, private or homeschool, they need this. They need the correction. They need the discipleship. You can go to nobleuschool.com and get the information there. You'll hear me talking more about that. I'm going to cut some ads here soon. Those will start running on the commercial breaks. And so as I, as I do that and I go through the news of the day, it's just uh, madness out there. One of the things that comes up occasionally, I just want to throw this one out there. And then we're going to talk about Biden and, and just the ridiculous thing he did today because he's such a puppet for the woke crowd. I don't even know if he knows what he is. Uh, but but we're going to get to that. And then, of course, will he or will he not? Will Donald Trump be indicted this week? I don't think they're going to perp walk him, even if they indict him. I think that would be really stupid. But it is New York we're talking about and the DA in New York, who's an idiot. Because uh, like, idiot's the word of the day, unfortunately. And God help them. Okay, I'm not doing this out of spite. I'm just calling it what it is. And And he's an idiot. And he's an elected idiot. And he's got a political agenda, and we'll talk. We'll get into that because there's. I definitely think there's a political reason behind all of this, more so than anything else. So we'll get to that. But so we'll do Trump, uh, uh, Biden, and then right now this is just crazy. The UN, which is just a train wreck as well. Talk about an entire organization of what appear to be idiots. The United Nations published its latest climate change report Monday. I'm so looking forward to the kingdom, the new, the new heavens, the new earth, the new Jerusalem. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, climate change report Monday, which doubled down on global warming related risk and in which the intergovernmental organization dubbed a survival guide for humanity. That's the U.N. You want to know what their survival guide for humanity is actually uh, U.N.? Uh, that would be God's word. Quote, the rate of temperature rise in the last half century is the highest in 2000 years. OK, and now just stop there. This is critical thinking skills going on here. The temperature rise in the last half century is the highest in 2000 years. In the last half century, last 50 years. They're not talking about what's going on in the last couple of years. They're just talking about in the last 50 years as a whole. But in the last few years, we've actually seen uh, some things subsiding. But we can't put that in there because ideology trumps reality. Remember that. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres said in a video message Monday, quote, concentrations of carbon dioxide are at their highest in at least two million years. <laughs> right. The climate time bomb is ticking. But today's IPCC report is how is a how to guide to defuse the climate time bomb. It's a survival guide for humanity as they tra- uh, champion the institution of abortion worldwide. Right. Give me a break. These people have no moral authority whatsoever. Quote, as it shows, the 1.5 degree limit is achievable, but it will take a quantum leap in climate action. He continued, this report is a clarion call to massively fast track climate efforts. Uh, Take your money. Ruin your lives. By every country and every sector and on every time frame. In short, our world needs climate action on all fronts, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Isn't that the movie that won all the Academy Awards? The IPCC report further called for a massive investment in clean energy and an immediate phasing out of fossil fuels across the world, like our president said in the State of the Union address, maybe another 10 years. Even though, uh, let's see, uh, fossil fuels, coal, oil, and natural gas still account for the vast majority of worldwide energy consumption. That would be how much, Steve? Uh, Nearly 70% of all global energy and a large majority of electricity generation, which accounts for another 17%. That would be 87%. We'll get rid of that in 10 years. No problem. These people are nuts. Please, Lord, help. This is Steve Noble and the Steve Noble Show. We'll roll out of the UN to our rather inept president. 
Jesus is on the throne. Don't forget. We'll be right back. I've been waiting on a war since I was young. Really? I'm going to do that. Well, I've got all kinds of things to play. Since I was a little boy with a toy gun. Never really wanted to Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. No, I wasn't talking to myself. I was talking to my friends on Facebook and Rumble. So if you want to join us right here in the pseudo hot pink studio today with all my Star Wars stuff in the background, you can do that. And during the commercial breaks, we love radio and and radio is still the uh, center of what we do here in broadcasting. But uh, we, you know, we have to have commercials. That's a part of the deal with radio. and, And thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. But if you want to go around that, if you're more of a video person then you can uh, join us here in the studio. Just go to Rumble, the Steve Noble Show there, or go to Facebook. We got bounced off of uh, YouTube several months ago. You're not allowed to be there because you can't talk about, uh, you can't tell the truth about, uh, you know. um, Oh, that's right. Shh, be quiet. I got to be careful. We're going to talk about that in a second, Pope Fauci. Uh, Biden. Oh, this is wild. Biden issues his first veto of his presidencies because that's the way they do it in Scranton. The Republican-led legislation prevented Biden administration from taking environmental, social, and corporate governance. ESG, please learn that. ESG. ESG is just like a like a like a um, like a credit score. They do this in China. Your social your social credit score. It, it basically it's a worldview score. So ESG looks at environmental issues, social issues like LGBTQIA, all that. And corporate governance, which gets into uh, how you run your business based on these other things, environmental issues and social issues. And then they give you a grade. So what what happened is uh, Congress, narrow majority in the Senate and the majority in the House, are like, yeah, you know what? Uh, People that deal with retirement funds cannot because they're supposed to be a fiduciary a fiduciary means that you have to do by law what's in the best interest of your client as opposed to just a regular stock broker which has to do it has to be reasonably reasonably you know in the best interest but a fiduciary absolutely number one has to be in your best interest a stock broker which is why they stock brokers can be incentivized by mutual fund companies all that kind of stuff to sell more of that stuff and as long as it's not a piece of total piece of garbage then you know then it's you know it's a decent thing and then they can get away with it but a fiduciary has to do what's your best in, what's in your best interest so all the woke mob on the left with Biden wanted this to be uh wanted to allow giant fund managers to now factor in ESG the the liberal woke worldview into their investments so we're going to put you in this fund or in this fund, and we're going to invest in this company and this company because they're woke and really part of the progressive movement. They agree with us on environmental issues and LGBTQIA and uh, all the uh, transgenderism stuff and, and uh, double mastectomies for 13-year-old girls. They're down with all that. So we think those are really excellent companies that you should invest in. Even though other companies can get you a higher rate of return, we want, we're going to put your money in over here because we want to support our uh, satanic agenda. So there's that. So, so they actually passed a bill coming out of um, a Congress to say, uh, no, you can't do that. The Republican-led legislation prevented Biden's administration from taking ESG issues into account when making investment decisions. GOP lawmakers argue ESG is a measure of a corporation's loyalty to woke cultural movements and should not be taken into account. True. I just vetoed my first bill, the president said. 
He acted like he was a little kid. First time driving a car or something. This bill would risk your retirement savings by making it illegal to consider risk factors MAGA House Republicans don't like. Your plan manager should be able to protect your hard-earned savings, whether Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene likes it or not. That was his tweet today, the president's tweet. So, so MAGA House Republicans don't like. No, sir. This is where I think Biden... And pray for the president, please. I, I I fight to remember to pray for the president. Thankfully, I get an email every day to remind me to pray for those in authority over us. If you go to pray1tim2.org, pray1tim2.org, and you'll see a, a map of the country. Click on your state, sign up, and get an email every day of the week, which will remind you to pray for those in authority over you, which has been very helpful and a huge blessing for me. Pray for this guy. Pray for them all because it's a train wreck. And so this is he, he he vetoes that, even though in the Senate they got it by because of, well, like somebody like Joe Manchin. He blasted Biden for the veto on Monday, saying Biden was placing radical social agendas over the American people. That's correct. That's why he's there, Joe uh, Manchin. Uh, quote, this administration continues to prioritize their radical policy agenda over the economic energy and national security needs of our country. And it's absolutely infuriating, Manchin said. President Biden is choosing to put his administration's progressive agenda above the well-being of the American people, he added. Absolutely, that's exactly why he's there. And for all of you that voted for him, that's on you. It's not on me. Okay, so there's that. And then the whole Trump thing, okay? So, by the way, the, the claim that he was gonna get, is going to get arrested tomorrow, that's highly unlikely. He kind of started that himself in the New York Times and stuff. That wasn't based on some of the things that uh, Andrew McCarthy put together in this article. And so, uh, but but he did say this, I'd bet on the early part of this coming week, meaning this week, uh, because A, the grand jury that has been hearing evidence in the matter appears to meet on Mondays and Wednesdays. B, most of the critical witnesses have been interviewed, including Trump's former self-described fixer, Michael Cohen, who testified last Monday and Wednesday. C, the prosecutors also reportedly touched base last week with Stormy Daniels at the porn star that he had, Allegedly had this little fling with about 17 years ago. Uh, And then D, the prosecutors invited Trump himself to testify. He declined, as one would expect. And such an invitation to the target of a grand jury investigation is typically one of the last steps, Andrew McCarthy wrote, if not the last step taken by the state before asking a grand jury to vote on a proposed indictment. So who's doing this? Well, that would be the elected Democrat official, Alvin Bragg, who's the prosecutor, in uh, Manhattan. So he's an elected Democrat, which should tell you everything you need to know. Why would they do this? What's the political game here? And this is an Andrew McCarthy article. Progressive Democrat Bragg's motivation is nakedly political indictment of Trump. Progressive prosecutor Alvin Bragg's impending criminal prosecution of Donald Trump is a disgrace as a matter of due process and good governance. Rich, meaning Rich Lowry, is right that it's good for Trump's political fortunes, at least in the short term. We shouldn't lose sight, though, that it is good for Democratic political fortunes in the long term. So what's going on there? Well, it will rile up Trump's base. The MAGA crowd is going to get really exercised and he's going to stoke that flame because he needs them to help him in the primary. And then, uh, so it helps they want Biden at all wants to run against Trump. There's no way they don't want Trump. He would want 
He want they want Trump because DeSantis is a nightmare for them. And nobody else can win other than DeSantis or Trump. It's either DeSantis or Trump if DeSantis officially gets in. They 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 don't want DeSantis. He's got too many pelts on the wall. He's got self-control. He's really smart politically. He doesn't have uh, Trump's baggage. So if you want to defeat DeSantis, assuming DeSantis gets in, then you got to get Trump across the finish line next June, meaning a year from now, at the Republican National Convention. He needs to... to win the nomination so you got to get his base really riled up and then there'll be other republicans that are like okay this is like such obnoxious weaponization of the justice system against political foes which turns us into a banana republic and that might generate some sympathy for trump so he wins the uh, the primary but what happens next we'll be right back Welcome back, everybody. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. Oh, turn that frown upside down. Assuming you know the Lord, I hope you know the Lord. If you do, then that's a lot easier to get through all this craziness. Uh, because my my house is not built on the foundation of the United States of America. That sinking sand, anything else, is just built on Christ. So, when the storms come, and they're they're here all the time these days, um, I'm okay. I, I mean, I grieve over it because it, it, you know, it does affect me, my family, my children, my grandchildren, their children. Eventually, affects all my neighbors, their children, their grandchildren, their great grandchildren. And if you are called to love your neighbor, and you are, then this stuff should grieve you eminently and seriously, but not eternally. No, man, that that's dealt with. Uh, so uh, that's important. Tomorrow, by the way, uh, I love having. The ladies on from Called to Peace, Called to Peace Ministries, they deal with abuse, which is the overwhelming majority, like 95% of that is uh, um, abuse of women, domestic abuse, uh, which I know we often, when you hear that, you think physical, but there's a lot more to it than that. So it's always such an important show. Unfortunately, there's a whole lot of you that probably even right now are experiencing domestic abuse in one form or another. So the ladies from called to peace will be in the studio tomorrow. Always such an important conversation. So I'm uh, thankful that they're coming in. Let me wrap up this thought and then we'll talk about Fauci because this is really uh, amusing. I think you'll enjoy this. All right. So Trump and if he gets, uh, uh, you know, uh, this week, if he gets uh, indicted and I'm reading a bunch of articles from Andy McCarthy, looks like he probably will. The guy in Manhattan who is an elected Democrat. Okay. Tells you everything you need to know. Uh, is is having to play some games to try to get around the statute of limitations, which would normally be two years, for what he's talking about originally. But now he's trying to get it to the five year thing. This is when the month that that money paid to Stormy Daniels, a non disclosure agreement, we call it hush money. If you want to make it a little more spicy, but he didn't pay that out of campaign coffers or anything like that. So the guy in in Manhattan, the DA in Manhattan, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is trying to, you know, uh, put a square peg in a round hole so they can indict him. Now, why? Politically, why would they want to do that? Because, as I was saying before the break, that will rile up Trump's base. The MAGA crowd's going to be just incredibly, they already are. And if this actually happens, they'll be incredibly upset and enraged. That will strengthen his base, which allows him to drive more of the primary vote. And, uh, and it will really help him. It helps the Trump engine between now and uh, June, a year from now, at the Republican National Convention. 
<clears throat> and that would give him a leg up, assuming DeSantis gets in. So then this might be a great thing for Trump winning the primary. However, in the general election, because there's a whole lot of anti-Trump sentiment out there, even on the Republican side of the aisle, there's a lot of Trump fatigue. And this would just add to it's just another piece of baggage that goes on the Trump train that for a lot of people, you're just like that fatigue just is increasing. And Biden at all and whoever's running that place, they want to go against Trump because of all of that. So this is a great move on their part. Politically speaking, this is not about the law. We don't live in a nation of laws predominantly anymore. We live in a nation of political will. So that's what's going on. We'll keep an eye on this this week and see what happens. They're not going to perp walk the guy. I don't think that's going to happen. Plus, he's got Secret Service. So that's a bit of a tense situation. I don't think we'll see that. But uh, he'd probably get indicted. And and they're just playing a political game, and their their idolatry of him in the negative is just amazing to watch. Okay, so PBS has got a special coming out tomorrow called the series is called American Masters, and tomorrow it's about Pope Fauci. So this uh, clip showed up today. It's been all over the place. If you haven't seen it, they're going. He's going door to door in Washington D.C. with D.C. Mayor Bowser. They're going door to door talking to people that have yet to be vaccinated. Well, how will they know who's vaccinated and who isn't? Come on, everybody. Wake up. Smell the coffee. They know. And so they're going door to door, right? But then they encounter. Now, this is the summer of 2021. They encounter this gentleman who just takes Fauci to task and Bowser, the mayor. And they're so condescending. But this guy really does a great job. And this was summer of 2021. Man, this guy was way ahead of the curve. Are you ready, Josh? So listen to this. Just I'm going to let the whole thing play. Then we'll come back. And there's several things I want to unpack. It's hilarious. The people in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to... Well, it used to take years. You know how you know how many years were invested in this in this approach? About twenty years of science to get us to be able to do it. Twenty years is not enough, and nine months is definitely not enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination. Can you stop it right quick? Just hit pause. Hit pause. Okay, now watch. This is Fauci, the master liar, the Pope. Okay, he's he's just a liar. And he goes, you know, you know how much time uh, it was invested in creating this? Uh, 20 years. 20 years invested. He's talking about mRNA technology, okay? He's not talking about the really critical thing, which are called clinical trials. Phase one, phase two, phase three, on average, to get through three, all three phases of clinical trials. That's why most medications, especially big, giant rollouts like this one, would be anywhere from eight to 12 years because those clinical trials take a while so that you can see what happens six months, 12 months, two years, three years, four years down the road after injecting this stuff. So Fauci knows what he's doing here, and he's just plain old lying, just staying away from the clinical trials thing. But this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. Keep going. Reason I'm talking to you right now. That's the mayor. As close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue. Okay, hit pause. In this country Just pay attention. I'm going to do this a lot. Okay, we know that's totally bogus now, because the quote unquote vaccine does not keep you from getting COVID. Right? We all know that. I hope you know that. It does not keep you from getting COVID. So that whole thing. This is the this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Total lie. And I'm 100% convinced they knew it was a lie, especially by summer of 2021. This is the mayor of D.C. 
The only reason I can stand down here this close to you is because I'm vaccinated. Hey, ma'am, that has nothing to do with it. And unfortunately, she probably knew it by that point. Fauci definitely knew it. But he got so high on his own supply, he's such a menace. He doesn't care. Facts mean nothing to him. Power means everything. All right, hit play. Something like the common flu then, right? It's much more serious than the flu. Well, the flu kills a lot of people annually. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year, about 20 to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Hit the pause button. So says who? Okay, at 600,000, this is summer of 2021 at the point, 600,000 people died with COVID. Now we know that, now you got to play the game. Excuse me, sir. With COVID versus of COVID, those are two different things, are they not? Yes, they are. Okay, we all know that COVID is way more virulent virulent than the the flu. That's why all of us have gotten it for the most part. Way more virulent, but not nearly as deadly as they said it was. So he's just playing games the whole time, and this guy's just going toe-to-toe with the highest-paid employee in the federal government at the time, Pope Fauci. Hit play. Well, that, well the, the number that you all given that died, that's, that's once again, that's you all's number. Right. You're going to pay us. Yeah, definitely. Because right. when, when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, <laughs> when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Yes. Yeah. Else, it, I, it is something going yeah. on. With something it. You're right. But I'm glad millions of people like me and almost everybody mm-hmm. here didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. Well, but that, I, well, well, I won't keep so, doing so, anymore. So, Lie. My campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all yes. attack people with fear. That's yes. what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear. This and they pandemic. walk away. Right? They're done. We're not going to talk to this guy. This is exactly, by the way, this is exactly why so many of these politicians don't do town halls. This is exactly why they don't walk around and engage us because they're, they're just used to nobody. Just keep the parade going with the emperor has no clothes. Just do that. Stay. That's why Biden could become president without campaigning. And because they don't want you. They don't want to come out and talk to the regular folks. They don't want to talk to you because most of you are fairly educated. You're fairly well read. You're paying attention. You, ha- you can back up your opinion. Most of you, I think. And they don't want that. They do not want that. That is a problem. Uh, this is a funny quote. First off, this is one of the best things I've ever watched. This is Savannah Hernandez on Twitter. First off, this is one of the best things I've ever watched. I agree. Second of off, second off, uh, why are these corrupt people tracking down the unvaccinated? Yes, that should that you ding, 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 ding. That's right. Tracking you. Tracking me. I haven't been vaccinated. Here I am. Here I am. Government. They already know who I am. Third off, this is why politicians in D.C. elite never go out and actually speak to Americans. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because they can't handle a cohesive argument bringing up any facts and figures whatsoever. And I'm shocked that uh, Fau- Fauci and the and PBS have even allowed this clip to come out because <laughs> that guy, kudos to you, sir. In the summer of 2021, he was he was right on it, man. He was so far ahead of the curve. God bless you, sir. That, that, that gives me a little hope right there that there's common Americans out there with the Pope Fauci and the mayor of your city at the bottom of your steps on your front porch. And he gives them the what for That's what this country is supposed to be about. We challenge those in authority over us. With respect, we pray for them. 
but we challenge them and we hold them accountable. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Well, last week we did a full show with our friend David Fisher, LandmarkGold.com, talking about, uh, well, all the different uh, fires and messes going on all over the place. We were talking about the uh, the bank collapse out there on the West Coast, Silicon Valley Bank. And then we mentioned Credit, Credit Suisse. And then all of a sudden you get Credit Suisse is imploding and UBS jumps in. And, uh, boy, it's just a wild, wild west out there. In the banking world, which is very, very serious, these things are tied together all around the world. The world's a lot smaller than it used to be. And so we uh, need help in trying to understand what's going on these days with all of that. And that's why we're always grateful to have David here with us for, a, for an update. David, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, my brother. Here we are again on the same page. I was talking a little <laughs> bit earlier during the show about uh, where your house is built. And here you pick the same scripture today to start with <laughs> in Matthew 7. And that's what a, a good operational Christian biblical worldview will do for you. We end up playing off the same sheet of music. So let's, let's start with Matthew 7, then we'll dive in because there's obviously a lot to talk about. Verse 24 through 27. Everyone then who hears the word of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. Verse 26 says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who's built his house on the sand. And again, the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was that the fall of it. So obviously, uh, there's all kinds of rains, winds, floods, storms, we could probably put earthquakes in there, that will shake our life financially, a person dying possibly, uh, a divorce for some, uh, financial calamity, health. You name the topic, life will have it. At some point in time, many will face some of those topics. But our rock is Jesus Christ, and uh, when the rain comes, it, it kind of reinforces that foundation. So if you're, if you're challenged with something, I would encourage you to press in to God's presence through reading of his word and hanging around uh, believers, yeah. and iron sharpens iron. That's right. uh, if we would have had that happen spiritually, in the banking industry, we wouldn't have anything to talk about today. Yeah, but that's right. That's right. <laughs> it does that for life, and we will get on the other side of this in the banking industry eventually. More pain to come. Yeah. But each challenge of us that Christians face, we will get on the other side, and the other will that's be right. more like Christ. Amen. Exactly right. And this, this came up in the church service yesterday. The message was talking about... Uh, if, if you're, the problem isn't your circumstances, the problem is your foundation. And yep. so if your foundation isn't set, then these things are really, really going to cause you a lot of problems. And there's a lot out there. I mean, these are real problems. We're not turning a blind eye to that. We're not being uh, naive. 
Uh, but if your house is built on the rock, then the wind and the rain and all these nightmares uh, actually literally cannot blow it down. So we have to remember that, make sure we're sticking close to the Lord, especially when things are wild like they are right now. So the banking industry is all so many things going on there. And we talked about Credit Suisse a little bit last week. And then lo and behold, that one uh, became a big mess. And there is another big, bigger fish that swoops in. So just give us an update on what's going on with the banking problems. This is very serious. So it's far, wide, and deep. It's not fixed. In fact, I'll say today, the banking system is broke. Do not count that. Do not bank on your money being there. I wouldn't count on that uh, because, obviously, I've never heard a president or secretary treasury ever say, don't worry about your money in the bank. That's Just right. in and of itself, them saying that tells us there's a problem. So that being said, the big one fell last on Sunday, uh, 1.4 trillion dollars was the uh, the assets of Credit Suisse, and it was bought out by the fifth largest bank in the world, uh, UBS. Uh, this is not a normal regional bank. This is the, the same size uh, of well, $1.4 trillion is, is almost twice as much as the GDP in this country, Switzerland. So it's the whole country could not bail out this bank. So this is why a whole bunch came to the rescue. One big bank did, UBS, and uh, this is just the start of it. So depositors uh, lost money in this deal, some of it, but bondholders lost everything. And uh, shareholders in the bank got a big haircut. So if it can happen in the fifth largest bank in the world, I think it's number five, it definitely happened in the the sixteenth largest bank in the United States last week's yep. Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, we're not done with this, so more things are to come. This shotgun wedding between UBS and Credit Suisse, if they wouldn't have done that on Sunday, yep. we would have people lined up their banks probably today in the United States and abroad in Europe. So they had to do something. Yeah, it's just, it's wild. So there's that going on in the banking sector itself. But but what's the government, the Fed, or the Treasury done to get involved with this? And of course, but between Biden and Yellen, uh, nothing to see here, folks. Go about your business. Go get your fifth COVID shot. Everything will be fine. Uh, so help us understand what's happening here from a federal monster perspective. So there's a uh, the globally, the Federal Reserve collaborated with a, a big availability called. Um, credit default swap lines. I'm not going to get into woods on that thing, but it's just basically lending money overnight. And this happens normally once a week with the Bank of Canada, Bank of England, Bank of Japan, European Central Bank, and Swiss Natural Bank. So what they did is they changed it from one day a week to one time every 24 hours. So obviously there's a big problem. The Fed is now lending money out to any major of those five central banks as much as they want 24 hours a day seven days a week now we have a global financial international banking problem domestically what the fed did is they created a new facility here in the united states that any entity lacking money on will have it that is if your account's over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars so yellen came forth and said uh, through Congress when she was t uh, testifying under oath, she was asked if every bank gets this treatment, a bailout. And she said only banks 
that are under systemic risk exception rule, which means you got to be really big, like four or five big banks. Yeah. Everyone else does not get that backstop, which caused all kinds of problems of uncertainty. And now there's a new study out. 186 banks are in the same boat like Yikes. SVB. This is done by a social science research network. This is on Fox News. And they say, our calculations suggest that these banks, 186 of them, are certainly at a potential risk of a bank run absent of any other new government interventions or recapitalizations. Wow. In other words, if they don't bail out all of the banks, right. we are going to have the very essence of a bank run. It's not going to be just one or two banks in the United States like we saw. It could be hundreds of banks in the United States. Yeah, so is there any type of bank? I had a friend on uh, Rumble ask this question real quick. Is there any type of bank in America that would then be safe, like a, like, a, uh, like a credit union versus a regional bank or a local bank versus the big guys? I, I don't know that anything is safe here or off the table. Nothing's really safe. I mean, they're insinuating Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, and possibly Wells Fargo and maybe one or two others might be safe because they fall in that systemically right. – uh, risk bank. In other words, too big to fail, we won't let them fail. Uh, but credit unions aren't, don't have any more safe haven. Yeah. The, the bottom line, the banking system is going to change now forever, in my opinion. The banking system, we, you thought we would have learned from 15 years ago. <laughs> we haven't learned much. The banking system is broke. The whole system, it doesn't work. It's, it's not worked for years. It's just coming out now. Yeah, it's pretty. And that's the problem. We're waking yep. up to the real problem that there yeah. is not the money backing the banks. That's right. The chickens are coming home to roost, and the Fred's going to run around and try to patch things as best they can. Like we remember from watching that FDIC video that you showed us, that they they don't they don't want to talk to they don't want to tell the truth of the vast majority of us because that will cause a panic, and they know they can't do that. The Fed's meeting tomorrow. Anything? What do, what do you think is going to happen then? Well, the. Uh there's an 85% chance they're going to raise rates quarter of a point. But here's the problem. If they keep raising rates, which, by the way, two weeks ago, they were going to raise rates maybe a half a point and do this consecutively and keep rates elevated. But again, I've always said they're going to keep, do this until something breaks. It's broke now. And so if the Fed keeps raising rates like they said they were going to prior to this these events, the very thing that put us... The banks into trouble is the Fed raising rates. Right, right. They will cause more problems. It's making if it they worse. they don't raise rates, exactly. we'll have massive inflation over again. Yeah, man, just uh, insane. Really scary stuff. What about gold and silver? How are they reacting to all this craziness? This is the place. People aren't going to the dollar now, this crisis. They're not going to stocks during this crisis. They're not going to foreign currencies. They're going. The world is going to the dollar. Excuse me, going to gold and yeah. silver. Gold had a 3% run in one day only. Uh, then it had a 5% run another day. It had a couple points of a run another day. Gold's had huge movement upward, and silver percentage-wise has outperformed gold. So there's all kinds of people coming out of the woodwork who don't yep. own the gold company saying, get some gold in your portfolio. <laughs> so if people want to get educated, which they definitely should, how do they do that? Simple. Pick up the phone, 844 604 2575 again 844-604-2575 or go to our website landmarkgold.com god bless you brother thank you so much for your help we'll talk to you next week okay
Sounds good, brother. All right, buddy. Thanks. Take, take care. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward. Another program powered by the Truth Network. <laughs>